This is SG Fun, a Stargate podcast. I fucking hate this week's episode. <laughs> I fucking hate it so much. I hate the lighting. I hate that bitch's wig. I hate that they're like, oh, these two black ladies that look nothing alike are interchangeable. I hate that they don't stay on earth. I hate that kid, even though he does a pretty good job. I hate Teal'c in this ex- episode full of toxic masculinity. The whole thing sucks. <laughs> Uh, hey, uh, in any case, welcome everybody. To, <laughs> to, oh, are to, we recording? Uh, Stargate SG Fun. <laughs> Stargate Have SG we begun? Fun. Or fun. for this week, Stargate SG Soap Opera. Yeah. <laughs> welcome to SG Fun, which is what we call it, even if we're not having a good time. I'm Sarah. I'm in the thick of it now. That's That's where I'm coming from. I've seen a, I've seen into the future until still halfway through episode uh, ep- season ten. Mm. Oh, so wow. okay. I just so I just gave up and watched Wife Swap. <laughs> As you do. As you do. But I've seen it all. I've seen all of Wife Wife Swap that I care to see. Uh, and I'm Tori, and I'm uh, watching these episodes one one at a time. I don't know what happens after. The episode that we just watched, this is as far as I've gotten in the canon, in the lore of this uh, uh, expansive series. Mm -hmm. Yeah, this week it is season two, episode eight, Family. 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 Or it's a trap. (laughs) Oh, damn, I got that in my notes too. (laughs) Of course you do. How about, but he's not supposed to use it unless it's an emergency. <laughs> call it that. <laughs> you could call it Braytac doesn't do the thing he said he would do, which is watch Ryak. Wow, even Braytac's, yeah, not given 110%. Mm-hmm. Braytac, he still know uh, what the other, he still know the other guy. No. F- he still know F. Murray Abraham for attack. <laughs> yeah, I was like, family? No, nah, that doesn't say anything. This title should be, how much shit can we do to a child in 43 minutes? <laughs> wow, you're a or, good adult. Or, a, good pos- or a possible title of, you think your kids are fickle? Well. <laughs> but you think your kids are fickle? Oh, yeah, uh, shit. That, that, was, that was the... That was the stressors that I wanted to put. On I thought show. you meant like, what about your, what about your wife? <laughs> what, what about your husband? Because those are some fickle <laughs> motherfuckers new, yeah, too. Th- yeah, that, yeah, that's that's what I meant. I, yeah, I said it wrong. Okay. Um, <laughs> anyway, yeah, no, this is uh, directed by William Garrity, who did uh, who did our favorite show episode, The Broken Divide, <laughs> and, and the Tolan episode. That makes episode. so much sense. It makes so much sense. Yeah. This uh, is rife with like just like casual sexist overtones. 
and <laughs> undertones and midtones. Yes, and uh, and written and written by uh, Catherine Powers. I don't care. Uh, who? Who? <laughs> who? Well, I this is the first time I was like, oh man, yeah, we should get. So I looked back, and she's written quite a few episodes of this uh, show. Like, I mean, I just stand by my misogyny statement. I guess is what I mean. Uh, uh, okay. But she's given us such great episodes as the Emancipation, the uh, quote unquote, the Mongol episode, Thor's Hammer, the Sex Cake Orgy Planet, and Brief Candle, and our favorite, Politics. <laughs> Wait, she wrote Emancipation? I don't know. She sounds like a weak fucking sister to me, but you know, it was, she had a job. It was the 90s. <laughs> Hollywood. I don't know. I got mixed feelings then, Catherine Powell. Oh no! Oh oh shit! Yeah, I know what. We're that... in trouble now. Oh, it hurts! It hurts my ears. This podcast is getting boring, and it needs some artificial tension. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, that sound means that uh, we have twenty-four seconds to summarize the entirety of this episode, and uh, let's spin the wheel. Oh, it's Sarah. Sarah's turn. Sarah's turn this week to do it okay uh, are you up to the task yeah let's go oh okay i gotta save this mountain i'm gonna save everybody oh yeah i need a timer <laughs> or i mean i can't find the time where's the timer where's the, well, the longer it takes the more separated i am from my thoughts <laughs> <laughs> hang on gotta find the timer. gotta find the timer oh there it is and go Okay. Um, oh my God, Apophis is still alive. Oh my God, he has Ryak. Oh my God, let's go get Ryak. Oh my God, Ryak's been brainwashed. Oh my God, Ryak is a suicide bomber. Oh my God, he's unbrainwashed. Oh my God, the end. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> you know what? You know what? No, what? yeah, that's about. That's I saved the it. mountain. Yeah, easily, easily. That was because this episode was so boring. Was it was very easy to park. summarize. Yeah, it's a walk in the pack. It was a it was a float on the hab. Look, there's not a lot to say about this episode, so I think we're still good. We could start right now, and we could start with, "Oh my God, someone's trying to open the gate." What? There's no one scheduled to return. Yeah, what's going? Oh. But we did give Braytac our code because we said he was always welcome, and then Daniel goes. Oh, but he's not supposed to use it unless it's an emergency. Well, and I'm uh, like, Daniel, it's probably an emergency. It's probably an emergency. God, why even say that? You don't know what's going on. He's like, there's no emergency going on right now. Not in my world. So therefore not in every other world. Right. So my very, of course, my very first words written for notes on this episode are fucking Daniel. Fucking Daniel. God, and that then, should be a whole different. That should be a whole separate segment. I know. And then we have to do all of the elaborate greetings where Master Braytac, in very weird syntax, requests permission to be there. And Daddy Hammond gives it to him. And then he and Teal'c have this intense, like, macho sort of, like, ceremonial hello. And then it is, you know, and then he's still talking sort of like some sort of Middle England Robin Hood bullshit syntax. Yeah. And basically says, I... You know, I bring bad news and Teal's immediately like, oh, shit, is it my family? Which I'm like, whoa, that's a big leap. If someone told me they had bad news, I wouldn't assume it was my family. But 
I mean, he has abandoned his family completely. So it makes a kind of sense. And yeah. that's when we find out Apophis is alive. He's kidnapped Ryak, Teal's son. And this episode is going to be rife with at least one child actor. Oh, yeah. He's right in the middle. Yeah. yeah no, no. Yeah. All, all this formal shit at the very beginning. And we, uh, we cut to the, we cut to the boardroom where, yeah, ha- where, well, they just have to spend a minute to be for Hammond to be like, Colonel, your report says he died in the explosion. So end of, end of story. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, b- like villains don't make a quick escape except in the movies and paid cable television series. Like, I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> and he's like, yeah, I know that's what it says. That's a terrible it's a terrible hymn. That was it. Wait, that, <laughs> <laughs> that was going to be an O'Neill. Never mind. Damn, what's wrong with O'Neill this week? He's got sore throat. <laughs> He's post menopause. It just uh, really, oh, okay. It's really knocking him for a loop. Well, that's the thing. It's not like any of us in the audience are surprised in any way. Because didn't we actually see them walk? I, I think there's like a quick, they just sort of like scamper away and you're like, yeah, we'll see them again, obviously. Duh. Right. Don't make- well, General Daddy is like, it's a trap. Oh, I love it. That was my Admiral Akbar. I have that exact same note. <laughs> <laughs> and then MacGyver's like, word, let's use this to our advantage. But then General, General Daddy is like, we should. BT dubs, Teal'c, you're a liar. You totally have liabilities, and this is the last motherfucking time it's going to be that we're going to do shit about this. And our mission is just to get your fucking family and bring them to Earth. Yeah. But you should feel bad. It is a little, yeah, it is. (laughs) Teal, didn't we uh, already go through? (laughs) Like, we'll do this, but you should feel bad, and you should have brought your family last time. Oh, yeah. Because you will not believe what has happened to your wife. (laughs) <laughs> well yeah uh, yeah but you know o'neill's right in a way it's like because apophis apparently he's like he's been shamed you know by his defeat he's weak mm-hmm. he has a lot less jaffa at his control so let's do it he's at his lowest let's go get him so it makes sense yeah I, but what doesn't make sense is that they send sg1 to do it but you know whatever yeah you know what oh my god yeah they should send sg2 yeah or three or Anybody else to go extract anyone who's not the person the bait has been laid for. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. And the, and the, and the team with the linguist, because they do a lot of, they do a lot of like military tactics in this episode, actually like a lot. And I'm like, Daniel knows all these. Like he, he right. And they do a lot of military tactics and there's very little Samantha in this episode, even though she, I feel like she's extremely good at military tactics. Yeah, yeah, that's pretty much what she does <laughs> in this whole episode. Uh, so I just want to say that very much like the last episode, uh, Thor's Chariot, what I want to say is the team did a thing, which was abandon Teal'c's family on Chulak and yet are like, oh my God, I'm so surprised that we left them vulnerable and they're not okay. This is exactly like the ep- last episode where there's like consequences for the stuff they do and oh, don't do. Oh, yeah, yeah, I guess you're right. Yeah. And they're like, do you think of that? <laughs> like, I'm glad you're not my dad. And my dad is not, like, I'm not bragging about my dad, that's for sure. Okay, so they go to Chulak, right? Yeah, yeah. Does the watering hole sound gloopier this episode when mm. they come through it? 
Mm. I was like, gross. It was very like, it was just like very wet and gloopy sounding. Like it was really sticking to them as they came out. Yeah. Well, yeah, yeah. Like, yeah, it it comes. Well, they throw a smoke bomb through first, handle all the Jaffa that are surrounding it. And apparently their helmets don't have any sort of gas protection. I wrote that down too. I was like, those helmets are fucking bullshit, Ben. But the gate, I guess, yeah, I think I remember the gate sort of like being bleh. <laughs> yeah, it was very slurpy. It slurped them out and it slurped them back in. And I don't feel like that happens all the time. <laughs> it's coming less Whoever of was doing the hole. Foley work on this episode was just very like, I'm going to go for it. We don't got any water, but we have this like slime. Let's use that. Oh, Vertical slime hole. Vertical slime hole. <laughs> oh my god! Welcome to the slime hole. I'm going to change our email address uh, immediately. Uh. Well, yeah. Well, uh, the gang and Braytac step through, and they're in robes. And you know, I thought like they should look like this more often. I kind of dig this look. You know, with robes and gas masks and stuff. I'm like, yeah. I mean, it's a lot. It's it seems a lot less overt. It's a little friendlier. They should perhaps not even be wearing fatigues. Perhaps they should be wearing civilian wear, like detectives. Some nice trench coats. <laughs> coming through the gate, you know. I mean, I guess they got to be battle ready, but they're coming through the gate and they're like, we're all wearing the same thing and we have weapons. So <laughs> I'm surprised they don't eat more shit on more planets. They're camp. They're just, they're just they're hyper ready for the Canadian forest because <laughs> they're expecting it. Except for this episode, because everyone's really on high alert because it's a trap. Yeah. Well, they uh, yeah, they they step through and they go head to the city and uh, where they they go to an apparently expensive home, according to Tilk, and yeah, not I mean- within Dryak's budget, apparently. <laughs> Yeah. Dreyak. Is it Dreyak? Dreyak. Yeah. Yeah. It's a big, I mean, it's big. I'll say that for the house. It's weird inside. It doesn't make any sense inside. (laughs) There's like stairs to platforms that are just taking up space. Like are the architects on this planet fucking crazy? Well, yeah. Well, so yeah. Yeah. Dreyak's there. Is she? Is she? (laughs) Wait, I'm like, who the fuck is this lady? I'm like, who is she? She looks, Dreyak looks nothing like Dreyak. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. She's now played by Brooke Susan Parker. Uh, The last actress just wasn't there, I guess, or not available. But like the only, literally the only thing these two women have in common, I guess their voices are a bit similar, but they're both black and like they don't even have like their skin tone in common like they're just a hundred percent different looking women and this one is wearing a polyester party store wig through the entire episode oh really and it is it's so frizzy and weird it's very <laughs> distracting oh yeah i don't know fine whatever i i hated i actually hate this episode because of like I'm so tripped out by how they're nothing alike. Well, and you know what, and you know what, you know what's you know what's sad is that I uh I decided to look. I was like, I was trying to figure out, yeah, I was like, let's look up who the actress is. And but then I saw how many episodes she was in. 
accidentally for the whole series. Mm. And apparently it's this one and one other one. So I'm like, okay, either they only use the actress two times or only Teal's wife only shows up uh, one other time. Damn. I, mean, like, I spoiled had- myself is what I'm saying. Yeah. That's too bad. Christopher Judge had chemistry with the other actress who is like actually a known actress who's, I always say whose name I can't remember and to have not bothered to look up. But yeah, I don't know. It's, um, I fuck this episode for like not even, (laughs) for not even trying to recast her with anything. Like it doesn't matter. I just threw me off. Anyway, well, Tilk and his fake wife embrace. Uh, yep. A very, uh, and then <laughs> I just like a very happy looking dude rolls in. Uh, oh yeah, a hot dude. He's I was a, like, is this Tilk's stepbrother? <laughs> like he's like Tilk. Hey, what's up? <laughs> what's his name? Fro Frolick. Frotac. Frotac. Frotac of the High Cliff. With Jack responds with. Jack of the Windy City. That's pretty good. <laughs> That's pretty good. That's pretty good. Oh, and then and, and then this part. Oh man. I texted Sarah about it as it was. Yeah, I was on. like, this is yeah. so <laughs> Bro Jack, I appreciate you hanging out in my wife's home to protect her. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you, friend. Yep. Bro Tack's like, like oh, it's it's my home, Till and my wife. Well, and well, he's like, it's, it's it's my home, Tilk. And then Tilk's like, thank you for bringing my wife to your home to protect her. <laughs> and everyone else is like, yeah, hey, Tilk. Uh. <laughs> yeah. And he's like, what? And he's like smiling the most he's ever smiled on the show. Oh, yeah, yeah. He's, then, it, yeah. then it goes right back down to the smirk. Yeah, it takes him a little bit. <laughs> the guy's like, fuck you. This is my house. This is my wife. Like, we thought you were dead, which I think is interesting that they decided yeah, he was why? dead. Why? 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 Is there any, any evidence? Like, why did they I, I don't that? know. Like, why? And there's so the marriage was like dissolved and she married Fro- Frolic. Frotac. Hey, do you know who they could have asked to see if he was dead? Uh, Braytac. I know. Who they know he's but- in contact. Fucking Braytac, who had said he would watch out for Tilk's family, is completely like, oh, shit. I didn't know this had happened. You're right. You're absolutely. How the fuck did he not know this? Dude, even Tilk is like, what the fuck, man? And he is like, oh, shit. If I had known, I'd have told you before we got here. And he's like, but how did you not know, though? (laughs) Like, also, okay. so first of all, my son's been kidnapped by Apophis fail good job my wife is married to my best friend fucking fail worst job like what's up braytac yeah sleeping on the job old man like what have you been doing like he's been training ryak and he didn't know he was training ryak we find out later he was training ryak the day ryak was kidnapped and he didn't fucking know where ryak was living and why I guess he knew where he lived, but he didn't know about the marriage. This oh my god! So dumb. This this like this so is just, dumb. You're right. I I didn't think about any of that. This just oh man, my comfort meter has gone down. Damn. Not well, that then, I not that I was very comforted by this episode. I, I just fuck this episode. But like then, especially because the next thing you know, Teal, who's kind of our like solid dude, definitely one of our favorite characters for you know taking a deep breath all the time. 
to deal with shit immediately tries to murder Froelich. Yeah, we've yeah, we've 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 found his his failing jealousy yeah, and he gets like, pissed. Well, and it's like he gets home to his home planet and that planet is full of toxic masculinity. He like tries to murder that motherfucker and doesn't even say anything to his wife about like how are you feeling? How could this happen? You know, neither of them like the frolic doesn't take her aside later and say, are you okay? This must be really hard for you. I understand if you're having confused feelings, none of that. He's just like, she's mine now. Uh, Oh, 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 oh. And he was like, well, someone had to provide for her. And I'm like, okay, fuck Jaffa society. (laughs) Oh, and Daniel calls Teal'c a cuck. Yeah, they cool off Teal. O'Neill gets him off and he's like, all right, Braytag, can we at least trust this guy? Right, because this guy is like, I'm going to leave the room and you can cool down. Yeah, <laughs> yeah and, and then, and then yeah, then Daniel's trying to like, hey, uh, can I give you some, let's get some perspective here, buddy. And, he, and Teal's having none of it. No, and they have some weird Jaffa language going between Braytag and Teal a mix of English and in whatever in Jaffa and uh Braytac basically is like, you have to promise you're not going to do this special word for murder to this man. And then O'Neill's like, huh? And Daniel's like, I think it's a special kind of murder, like with the word cuckold in it. Oh yeah. Delmar Hokum. Revenge Delmar by Hokum. the wearer of the horns. This is amazing. And Daniel just assumes wearer of the horns means cuck. <laughs> which for people who don't know what a cut cold is i'm like do you never surf the web and also it's like it's it's a terrible term but it's like your woman is fucking another dude that's right that's right accurate that's accurate that means del mar hokum <laughs> del del mar all right Anyway, well then, okay. So then like, whatever, they're like, I don't know if we can trust him. And Braytag's like, I think we can. And they're like, well, I guess we'll see. Well, they try to reason with them because they're like, right. look, they're, they're no longer outcasts. One, uh, mm-hmm. what you never want her to remarry Two, uh, three, focus on the mission. Right, right, right. And Daniel's super insensitive. He's like, I mean, he did you a favor. If you think about it, yeah. not what he's ready to hear. No, no, no. But he does, but he does, well, yeah, he does give his word not to kill him, which I think I, and we get what I believe is the first eye roll from Christopher Judge. And he, <laughs> and he, and he mumbles, he's like, fine, I'll <laughs> I swear not to. <laughs> he should have been looking at the ground, like kick, like moving dirt around with his toe. Yeah, just, yeah okay. Just, I guess so. Anyway, so then, like, he gets a chance to talk with uh, Dreyak outside, and he's all like, so, like, do you love him? Do you love him, though? And she's like, fuck, no, I don't love him. Like, I don't like living in the fucking camps with my son. Yeah, look at this sweet pad. (laughs) And this guy was like the only, first of all, he's hot as hell. Hot as hell. And then... I'm not going to tell you that I like fucking him, obviously. And I guess like, I don't know. I feel like 
if she doesn't have any interest in this guy, then Teal has put her in a pretty gross position. He's the one who put her in this position Mm. Mm. in a society where like, apparently you can't fend for yourself as a woman. There's no outlet for that. Mm. Then what was she supposed to do? Those camps were pretty shitty. If I remember correctly, they were hella dusty. (laughs) I don't want to be dirty all the time. No, I just uh, in this little scene, it's so because she's like, yeah, she's like, look, like you're, I, I've, I sacrificed to help bring up Ryak and to put him in a good situation, and Tilk's like, yeah, yeah, okay, but that guy, him, like, why him? <laughs> and she's, I know. and she's like, look, he- <laughs> look, buddy, he was your best <laughs> friend, you know, he's good up, and he's the only fucking person who asked. It's not like. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I was like a single mom living in the camps. Do you think I had a lot of high-end suitors? Yeah, people were swiping right or left or whatever the fuck it is to say yeah. no. Especially because like it was really confusing to people because I like it look like a different person every time I show up. And oh yeah, you got to be able to roll with that. <laughs> you still have to be able to recognize me immediately. Yeah. All right. Well, so we cut to the dining room where Frotac is showing them plans. So their plan basically, and apparently it seems like it's super easy. There's just mm-hmm. a part of the palace that's easy to get in and get out of. And so they're like, yeah, let's just go through that part, grab Ryak and then leave. Great. Prison escape. Awesome. Totally. Sounds super great. So yeah, a uh, quick cut to the pal- in- interior of the palace where Braytac rolls in and he's still in disguise, which is weird. Okay, really quick, really quick. This whole scene should be called What a Brat. Oh my God, I have that in my notes. <laughs> okay. Uh, he distracts some he distracts some guards and then the gang fire the, the stun guns. They stun they stun those bad boys and they uh <laughs> and they immediately get to Ryak and he freaks the fuck out. Oh Stop it. Let me go. I hate you. You're the whatever the traitor word is. Shalva. You're the Shalva. And then he starts calling him like what I can only be like is like probably some kind of swear word that starts with an H. And he's just like, basically, he's like, you're an asshole, which is weird because he's like seven. He's like, you're an asshole. You're an asshole. You're an asshole. I think I heard cuckold in there somewhere. Yeah, you're son. just a dumb. You're just a dumb cuck. You wear of like, the horns. Like brainwashed. You're just like um, <laughs> brainwashed and a cuck because you voted for Joe Biden. I be, I Papa's just been telling me stuff. He's been making me watch the Joe Rogan podcast, and I've learned a lot. <laughs> and I'm not gonna get vaccinated. Yeah, I'm not vaccinated. Yeah, no, no. no like, but I do have a lot of ivermectin. So much. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, yeah, he's brainwashed. And then, I, yeah, I have a brat. And then just straight up brat in its own paragraph. <laughs> Mine is just my whole note for this scene is what a brat. Yeah. Well, and and then I think, and like, yeah, he runs away. And so they're like, let's get out. I was like, they could have easily subdued him. They could have easily. But Teal, Teal like lets him go. And then more Jaffa come. It's supposed to be the emotional shock. But why, like the rest of the team isn't shocked. They don't give a fuck. They make that obvious throughout this episode. They do not care about Teal'c's family situation. So they should have just grabbed him and taken him. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. But they don't. They've taken much bigger adult people <laughs> to deal with them. Uh, 
Yeah, well, so, so yeah, so quick, that was a quick mission. They head back to Frotax Uber Mansion, and, uh, yeah, they tell Dreak. What if my son? Yeah, yeah. Where is my son? I don't know, something like that. And goddamn, yeah, well, and it's, yeah, he's like, he's been, she looks like he's been brainwashed. And Braytax, like, he's a stranger, a beast. <laughs> <laughs> and even Anil's like, I mean, come on. Yeah, yeah, he's, dude, that's relax, intense. man. And then she's all... <laughs> Everything that's gone on, gone down between her and Teal in this episode so far. And she is actually like, well, fuck you. You said you'd bring my son back. I'm like, mm, you probably said that you would like till death do us part. This guy, oh, so. see, this is the thing. This is the thing. Like I, I was enjoying myself in the first half of this episode and, and, and spoiler alert, the two there's like two different parts to this episode. It's very, it's kind of strange. There's a lot happens mm -hmm. in this episode, but the first part I was like, yeah, here we go. So, oh, melodrama. Uh, like let's, let's, they haven't really done this before. Like, let's get it. I was just having fun, but well, then their zoom sphere turns on. Oh yeah. Right. Right after she's like, well, fuck you, Tilk. Yeah. And it's a it's fucking failure. It's a propaganda hour. And He's like, don't worry, everybody. I wasn't, I wasn't. Uh... Right. State TV, state TV turns on yeah, to, yeah. <laughs> to give everybody a message. North Korea. Thank you. I was not defeated anywhere. Don't worry about any of that. Uh, <laughs> you have lots to eat and it's always I'm, sunny. Good time. And I am a, I am a deity. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> and, <to sh> <laughs> and oh, hey, check out one of my, my greatest disciples here. Here's my boy. Mm. So Ryak. Who reads off the teleprompter? Uh, scrub more, and he scrubs more sand into Teal'c's wounds. Yeah. He's like, "Yeah, Teal, my father's the worst." Shova. Yeah, he's you know. a real piece of shit. Did you know that my mom's fucking his best friend? Yeah, yeah, he, yeah, yeah. <laughs> he's a real. He cuck. gives the address of his mother, <laughs> Delmar Holcomb. And so Apophis offers a bounty, like a shit. It sounds like a shit ton of money. It sounds like I don't know what it is. It's a million something. Yeah. I'm sure it's a lot. I'm sure it's quite. Yeah, big. sure. Sure. And then another. So Teal's worth one million and they're just like the rest of the people with them. A combination of their heads is worth also one million. Oh, yeah. 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 Collect them all or you don't get the prize. Yeah. It's like a Pepsi cap. So that ends. But then and then O'Neill's like, oh, shit. But then Teal's like, no, no, there was a hidden message. My son. He, he said something different about where his mother's from. And that is a message to me that he has not been subsumed by Apophis's brainwashing. He's he strong. a bit of a disappointment this episode, right? Wait, wait say, say that again. He looks a bit of a disappointment this episode, right? Well, it, it, he, he definitely, apparently he's not immune to the, my, no, my kid is special. Uh, right trope. right because he's like oh my god can i just say like that's why i do not like i don't want to hang out with with parents because no matter what age <laughs> their kid is they all think they've got the smartest kid and they all tell you why their kid is like basically smarter than you <laughs> like my kid is going to be more successful adult than you are and way smarter than you are and my kid is mentally stronger than you are in this case and i just am like Oh my God, like, shut up. <laughs> <laughs> no wonder people have the, I always wondered why people have those bumper stickers that are like, my dog is smarter than your honor student. It's nice. just a way of saying, shut the fuck up. Yeah. 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 
Well, yeah, and, and apparently Tilk uh, goes right along with it, I guess. Because, yeah, most of this episode is... It's, it's just like, Teal no. saying, like, my my kid's smarter and stronger. Why do and you doubt he, my kid? Because he thinks, because so what happened is in the message, the kid said that his mom had been kidnapped and he described her as being from, instead of the High Plains, like, Morning River or something. <laughs> yeah. And which sounds like a scent of Summer's Eve. Mm. But anyway, Morning River. Sounds lovely. And uh, <laughs> he... And Teal's like, yeah, he put in a secret message for us. He's resisting and he's fooled Apophis. And O'Neill's like, or Sam, somebody is like, that's pretty sophisticated subterfuge for like a three-year-old. I don't know how old he is. Yeah. Do you remember him being a little fucking dick back at the palace? So this kid is anywhere between three and 13, right? <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yes, sir. That's an accurate... Yeah, that's good. Those are good brackets. Yeah. <laughs> it's a good like 10 year window, I think. <laughs> yeah. Well, so as yeah, as they're talking, there's a pounding on the door and it's a shit ton of Jaffa. Uh, Jaffa. Jaffa. The, the leader is a dime store cold stone Steve Austin. And Frotac <laughs> goes out to meet him and he's like, how dare you? Hey, I'm the victim here. My wife has been uh, kidnapped. You've As come you, to search the victim's house. Yeah. Apophis will not stand for it. And they're like, yeah, he told us to come here. Ah, oh, shit. Also, can we just talk about, I feel like in, in TV shows, like in some world building secret, secret passages in walls are common enough that I just feel like everyone should know to look for one. <laughs> like why does this guy even so okay he has a secret wall in his house that opens up into like a hiding like a panic room a really yeah. shitty panic very, room you can't small. stay there very long there's like not even a fridge in there and like like you can totally see where there's no mortar it's the world's most obvious <laughs> like door anyway so they all hide in there guards searching they leave yeah so and then that point tilt tilt goes to for attack and he's like you know i i i sort of trust you now i guess i mean i guess right it was not until this moment yeah blah 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 so i mean I, I, at that point i was like well yeah he wouldn't do that like now because he would be part of that you would be found guilty like he couldn't like, right he's not trying to be an accessory yeah exactly also, this is the point at which I was like, oh, fuck, that guy's hot. <laughs> <laughs> Am I, I'm not saying he's hotter than Christopher Judge. I'm just saying maybe he's more my type than Christopher Judge. Oh, okay. All right. All right. I don't know. Did you also notice that his uh, forehead insignia, it was a little more silverish than gold? I did, did you not notice. notice. Yeah. Well, it was not. just, it was brighter. It reflected the light more. Yeah. I was like, okay. I wonder if they have like little different like like types, you know, or like ranks or anything like that, you know? Because like Ryak has like it's basically magic marker on Ryak. Right, right. Oh, so it's silver. So he yeah, that makes sense because he's not the new prime. He oh, is gold because okay. he's the prime. He was the prime. Uh, and so this guy's high up. He's just not the prime, which is probably the best position to be in. Also, like, I'm going to say, like, yeah, this guy's more my type, because if you were going to be like, okay, 
which one, Idris Elba or Don Cheadle, I would be all like Don Cheadle. Mm. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So that makes sense. Okay. So because they don't have Ryak, Tilks can't sleep and neither can Dreak. So they're worried. So she comes out and she goes, I can't sleep either. Oh no, I can't sleep either. Neither of them can sleep. And oh my God, they start like macking down. Macking. And then then um frolic sees them and he is just like well fuck this <laughs> fuck Teal'c. he's like also toxic as shit he's can't have a conversation with anybody about like i can see how this could i'm very upset i can see how this would happen i should have asked earlier what do you what do we think this means for our relationship but since i consider you my property i didn't think to so i feel like this man has sullied my property and disrespected me in my home so anyway I'm going to go be a little bitch. And instead of confronting, Teal'c is like twice the size I am. So I'm going to go run my little bitch ass to fucking Apophis and be like, I know where Teal'c is and his friends also at my house. At, at my, my house. house. At my house. <laughs> By the way, let's like just talk about how that plan was not thought through. Mm. O'Neill, O'Neill follows him because he's like, oh, Fuck. O'Neill's like under the stairs or something. Why is he? This yeah, yeah, house yeah. looks enormous. And like O'Neill is sleeping underneath the living room yeah, stairs. Yeah, straight on the floor. But yeah, he he's had his eye out and he sees him leave. Oh, so he, yeah. God, oh, the melodrama, the drammer. He was a creepy creeper. He was underneath those stairs watching <laughs> the Mac, the Mac oh, well, Fest. I mean, the Mac Fest. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> It's fucked up. Anyway, so then he had to he had to tear himself away from from the fuck sesh that was about to that I think happened. Oh yeah. Like, I think those two fought. Okay. Because yeah. later on she says she made vows she couldn't keep. And I think that's that applies more than more than kissing. So he follows Frolic and then Frolic's like running around in the palace. He's like, sees a Jaffa, another Jaffa in with the helmet. And he's like, guard, guard. And then he's such a little baby. And the guard turns around. And then next thing you know, he's getting zatted by O'Neill. And then O'Neill tells Frolic to chill and Frolic starts screaming. So he zats him one. And he's like, let's chill. Yeah. This doesn't have to go down this way. And yeah. so he starts screaming again. He's like, all right, I guess I'll, I'll that you three times. Shoots him twice. And then the <laughs> third time, damn. <laughs> I know. I think he was like secretly like, Tilk is my best friend. I don't know if you saw the last episode, but fuck you, Frolic. Uh, uh, yeah, maybe a little bit. Yeah. Like I've been acting pretty cool about this, but fuck you, Frolic. I am not cool. We are not okay. Yeah, that threw me for a loop. I was like, holy shit. Okay. Wow. That that's pretty that's pretty awesome. Uh, and then I was like, oh, hot hubsies is dead. <laughs> oh well. Well, you know, the funny thing is, is that like, you know, as before this had happened, like I was like looking at my I wrote in my alternate titles, kids are fickle as fuck. <laughs> and then Frotac takes a 180, and that's when I changed it to you think your kids are fickle. Ah, all it took was one little makeout sesh and then you like completely turn around, you know, it's like, damn, I know. Like, cause how do you think your wife is going to feel about you after you have her son's father killed? (laughs) 
well, he was he wasn't thinking that far away. He was he was in he was just in a hotbed of emotion. Yeah. He's like, no, I who's I'm the cuck now? Oh, I can't. Can't be that. Can't be that. Can't be can't be that. Can't be that. I can't handle going to the rally next weekend if I'm a cuck. <laughs> God damn. <laughs> but yeah, but no, but O'Neill killing, I was just like, Jesus. I know that was so much. It was very intense, but it was also very convenient because that guy was definitely in the way. <laughs> it was very yeah. convenient and it was that guy's fault. They made it a very victim blaming situation where O'Neill couldn't have just <laughs> hit him on the noggin because O'Neill wanted, let's be honest, he wanted to kill him. He could have given him one of those, like I hit you on the head and you fell down. Oh yeah. He very, he could have very much done that. Yeah. Yeah. He He's, he's special forces. <laughs> he could have done, he could have done so many things. Shoot first. That motherfucker up. <laughs> yeah. But instead he's like, I'm going to like, annihilate your presence it's like you never existed you you literally never existed <laughs> i will vaporize you uh well so we cut to the gang at i guess uh dreyak's newly acquired house yeah just dreyak's house like <laughs> yeah i hope her name's on the i hope her name's on the fucking title or deed or whatever oh yeah i hope she had like a hot insurance policy on frolic oh nice yeah. Uh, well, yeah, well, there's a knock at the door. There's a knock at the door and they all take out their zap guns yeah. and curl around a corner ready to shoot. And I'm like, why don't they just hide again? Mm. There's a secret fucking room. Oh, yeah. They are all just there, aren't they? <laughs> it doesn't make any sense. They should hide again. Anyway. Well, well, and it's funny because the Jaffa comes in and in Braytac, this is so weird. Braytac answers the door and he's like, hey, hey. Hey, you can't. Hey, you can't come in here. You've already searched this house. Hey, and he's like, it's so. He he's like lazily bringing up his gun. It's like the. It's like he just got up out of bed or something. Like he's just like, hey, hey, man, hey, hey. What? <laughs> <laughs> he's like, he's like loose, loose and show with his gun the way O'Neill usually is. Yes, yes. Uh, but yeah. thankfully, he doesn't have to use it because it is O'Neill. He, he he's he's in the suit and he's not loving it. He has several oh, quips really? about how shitty that no. suit is. Yeah, yeah. No wonder they're so cranky. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it doesn't look comfortable. I'm like, dude, you just murdered a man while you were not in that suit. So shut up. <laughs> like who's cranky? <laughs> yeah. Uh. Well, yeah. He spills the beans. He spills. He spills it all. He's like. He's like. Yeah. I I killed him. Yeah. He, he wanted yeah. to betray all of you. Yeah. And Dre acts like the fault is mine. And I was like, is it? Yeah. She's all like, I feel guilty because I married him. My lady bit. Frankly, I thought they were like turned off for good. And then Teal <laughs> arrived. And then I was like, oh, yeah, I remember that feeling. <laughs> and I just couldn't keep my vows. And I guess now that's why Frolic is dead. <laughs> and i i feel like that's on me i mean i couldn't quite have predicted all of these things happening but i, I still feel bad she, she's like i knew he would betray us just for like a little bit of a kiss kiss and sesh but no anyway. she she was like she was like i'm gonna say i'm gonna be the first one to say oh no it's my fault so that everybody feels like they have to say like, no, it's not your fault. And then nobody can come back later and be like, you know what? I was thinking that it's your fault. 
<laughs> yeah, cut it off at the pass. Yeah, just like get get it. She got ahead of it, out in front of it. She's like secretly like, oh, this is pretty sweet. <laughs> this is my house now. Yes, yes, yes. Did you see the double doors on that house? They were very fancy. Yeah, yeah. Well, so they're like, I guess the only thing to do now is to go to plan B and we'll just we're just going to grab Ryak now. Yeah. Although we're sure this is also a trap. Right, 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 right. Everyone but Teal thinks this is a trap because this is what Ryak alluded to in his secret message when he was on screen with Apophis. The mastermind Ryak. Uh, yeah. We see, we see him out somewhere in Canada walking with a, a group of Jaffa and there's a mm-hmm. firefight, you know, the, the gang, the gang takes him out and they do yeah. that. They do that with supreme efficiency. Very surgical. And so, yeah, they, yeah, all the Jaffa are dead. They roll up to Ryak and I guess Ryak is now cool. Yeah. He's like, Hey, what's up? And, <laughs> and Tilka's like, see, I told you my kid is like better than all the other kids. I didn't mean it. Father. He's like, I know you didn't. Yeah. And then I look, damn, this almost gave Daniel my yeah, this episode, because this is exactly what I thought. He said my exact thought because okay. he's like, he's like, because they're speaking about Ryak right in front of him. And he's like, yeah, Teal, that's a pretty quick turnaround. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, all right, Daniel, there you go. Good yeah. job, buddy. Well, and so then it is. <laughs> it is. And so much so that O'Neill's like, Sam, why don't you give him a, a lighter pat down? Carter than, a pat down on the child. <laughs> than, yeah. First of all, there's only one woman here. It's a boy, a child. Let's have her do the pat down. <laughs> Second of all, I get a more intense pat down trying to catch a plane at SeaTac. Mm. Like, mm-hmm. I'm like, oh my God, I just felt, I just remembered I have lady bits. Like, SeaTac is intense. They're touching every inch of your body. She barely touches Ryak. She's like, seems clean. So yeah. I just want to say that's <laughs> feels unrealistic, even as theater, even as safety theater. Yeah. Well, and the thing is, is that uh, Tilk, he starts to get the murder eyes at his commanding officer and at his colleagues. Like mm-hmm. he's starting to be like, why are you questioning my son? You know, like, oh. I'm like, damn, dude. You once know? and once Riot gets the he seems clean to me from Sam. He's like, does this mean that I get to go with you to Tory? <laughs> yeah, come on. Yeah, come on down. It's great over here. I mean, I got White Claw. Isn't there like someone on the set who's supposed to be OK, kid? I know this isn't a real word but it's Tauri. We've established that everyone else says Tauri. He's like, oh, does me I get to go with you with Tori? And I don't know <laughs> what that is. Well, I was going to bring it up later, but might as well bring it up now. Let's talk about this kid for a sec. This okay. is a weird actor. His name is Neil Dennis. Okay. His IMDb is super weird. It's one of those, it's one of those actor accounts where he he actually has a shit ton of credits. Like he did like 36 movies. What? Like, okay. But there's no photos and no profile photo. Did it did he do movies as something other than an actor? No. That, that those were as actors. Oh. Huh. 
You know what I mean? Okay. Have you ever come across that before where it's like, no. it's like an actor like does a bunch of stuff and then drops off the face of the earth and like, is like, yeah, you know, you can't use my profile photo. Like, no, it's no longer. It's weird, right? Like that's what a lot was of the movies. last year. What was the last year he did something like 2008? Oh, so he quit acting and was like, everybody can fuck off now. Yeah, maybe. I, mm. I just, I, I, I don't know. I, I brought that up because like, yeah, no, he's not a great actor as a child. I wonder well, how, and he did do, and, and there, and it's so, fair. there's a lot of TV movies and some like shitty, like a minus movies in there, but it's mm-hmm. like, he worked a lot. What was the best, what was the best thing that you were like? Oh, he was in that. Oh, it was something like Megalodon four or something like that. Okay. Whatever that is. All right. <laughs> no, no, seriously. It wasn't that exactly, but like, <laughs> yeah. Okay. I understand. <laughs> Like Sharknado 2. Yeah, I was going to say, oh my God, I was literally in the middle of saying he wasn't able, even able to get into Sharknado. (laughs) Sorry. (laughs) We are thinking, we are starting to think too much the same. (laughs) Oh man. So they decide to approach the gate. Uh, Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're rolling to the gate and say, and you know, and Carter, the only thing she does in this episode uh, is, you know, just like the only thing she does is like, this is too easy. Colonel, no, this this is too easy. We we get our asses handed to us like all the time, and what we've just suddenly become competent, like yeah. <laughs> Even with Daniel here. <laughs> <laughs> oh God. Well, so and then Braytac, like he left, and then he came back, and Dreyx there. So I guess they're now finally taking Tilk's family to the gate. Thank God. Right. Which is convenient that they killed Frolic. No. Oh, yeah. Oh. Yeah. Well, and then O'Neill kneels down to Ryak and starts interrogating the child until it gets more pissed. Even though, like, to be fair, like, as his best bud, O'Neill did, like, murder his romantic rival. And, like, what do we have? They all just have O'Neill's word for why. <laughs> That's true. That's true. Oh, shit. Yeah, Dreyak just takes his takes his her ex husband's best friend's word. Uh huh. Well, because she's not upset. Oh yeah, there you she's go. she's an Idris Elba guy. She was tired of fucking Don Cheadle. <laughs> <laughs> Love that analogy. So yeah, so they get to the gate. There's like a couple of guys there, Jaffa there. There must be new recruits. Like they suck. Like one of them's just walking around like, Ugh. and the other one's looking like one direction, and then decides to look another direction, sort of standing out front so you can't see all directions at once. They make easy work of these Jaffa, which Carter's like, yeah, see, see. And one of the things that helps, and I was like, why are there so many hiding stones near this gate? Oh, yeah. It's surrounded by hiding stones. Yeah. A little like, oh, so it's not like a big clearing, which it should be. (laughs) All these hiding stones. And this isn't the first gate like this we've seen on the show where they're just like, they're like almost like headstones, but they're like perfect, uh, just perfect. Perfect human size. Yeah. Yeah. Well, they open the Stargate. Uh, they say goodbye to Braytac. Which also irritates me. I'm like, say goodbye when you're in the safety of the trees. Mm. Don't wait till you're out in the open by the gate and have a long, formal goodbye. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And how come Teal never says, Braytac, you were supposed to be watching my family. Like, you obviously <laughs> are shit at it. What were you doing? 
<laughs> he was like, I was, I was napping. I'm old. <laughs> uh, well, yeah. So they roll through. And at this point I'm like, damn. Okay. So there's like, there's 13 minutes left of this show. And, and it straight up can't be that easy. Like something else is going down, obviously. Mm-hmm. But yeah, right. it's too good to be true. Do you want to, can I say what's going on? Uh, yeah. Two, two, I mean, tooth bombs. <laughs> tooth bombs. It's tooth bombs. Um, yes. Because, and that's how I know the day that he was abducted, he was training with Master Braytac because he, Master Braytac knocked out two of his fucking teeth. <laughs> and mom is like, ooh, those teeth are back in his face. Yeah. Well, yeah, he, he's getting, he's getting checked by Dr. Frazier. Mm-hmm. Uh, who's he's clean in every other regard but and he keeps asking like when oh. can i i heard there's only one sun on this planet when can i see it i heard there's this on this planet when can i see it i can't <laughs> wait to see up top on the planet when can i see it oh it's true oh it's it's so funny yeah he really want he really wants to go outside and play yeah, i'm just dying to get like outside yeah but yeah, he's he's he now has the teeth that went missing. What the fuck? So Dr. Frazier rolls in for uh, one last little blood sample. But he's figured it out. He knows the, the jig is up. He's like, they're on to me. So he starts fighting them. Yeah. But he doesn't he doesn't bite down on his teeth. Thank God. And they were bioweapon bombs. One had a virus and one had a bacteria. And if they mixed, they became a super bacterial virus. It's like in a, yeah, it's an epoxy bomb. It's awesome. Is that even like science? Is that a thing? <laughs> well, I love it. Well, cause yeah, cause Hammond does his usual, what's going, what almost just happened here, folks? Yeah, he's befuddled again. He's like, what almost just happened here? Cause he never knows what's happening. Yeah. And Dr. Frazier, who I think says this in almost every episode she's in, uh, uses the phrase something like a virus. Yeah. In every every time. And I'm like, sorry, but this virus would have killed everybody on the whole planet in like three to five days. I'm like, oh, I guess that makes COVID seem better. Yeah. This is like COVID 46 or something like that. Yeah. This shit's like the stand. (laughs) Well, yeah. And so the you know, so they, they got him locked up, they took those out, it's it's all good to go, but now but now he's crazy. So they start talking about deprogramming the child. And they're like, Oh, that's a lot to put a child through. Well, and so who who do they decide to depro to deprogram the child, the most objective No, they decide they decide not to do like regular deprogramming. They're like, We could do electro we could do shock therapy, ECT. Which it's true that uh, shock therapy is used now to treat like intractable depression, mm-hmm. and things like that. But like, as Dr. Frazier said, it's like humane now. It's not, it's lower voltage. It's more targeted. It's, it's not like painful. And it does, it can like, Carrie Fisher had it and wrote a book on it. And it, it does sort of change your memory structure sometimes, but Teal'c is like, oh, so it's similar to being shot with a Zat gun. <laughs> so, and they're like, yeah. And he, I was like, oh, okay. So now Teal'c understands it, right? Because I had my headphones on and wasn't watching. I was just listening to it because I had to get, I had to pee. And like, by the time I come back, I'm like, watch. I'm like, wait, what's happening? They went with 
there's that kind of option. Teal is going to shoot his son. And he's like, I hope he like he does like not, not even necessary. Like he could do this painlessly with like a very controlled ECT, but instead he's like, oh, I'm just gonna fry him and yeah, they're, see how they're it goes. like they have something to do with electricity. No. Yeah, he's like, oh, okay, well, I have a zat gun. I'm just gonna go do that. Yeah. I don't understand that at all. I, well, I don't know. Yeah, I, I don't know. I don't know what to say. It, it, it's not very understandable. I'm no, sure they could have just got. They could have taken some time and. And done it. I don't know why Teal'c was like, we got to, I got to shoot my kid. Well, I feel like usually on the show when they have some idea of like a medical thing they'll do, it's like five, they're able to like set it up in the next 10 minutes. So. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, it's like risky too. Cause shooting with a Zat gun as a child could kill him. Right. Although they, they do point out that like, uh, getting shot with a Zach gun. Like no Jaffa has ever been killed with a Zach gun on the first time. But they don't shoot or no, children. No, no go out Ah. Can can be killed with the with a Zach gun. Because they were worried about like, yeah, the embryo inside of them. Mm-hmm. That and that's why they were worried about the ECT. So he uh, was like, the Zach gun, we know won't kill the go old. Oh so, my God. That's so dumb though, because ECT is obviously milder than a Zat gun. <laughs> so stupid. Okay. Well, can I, can I say like, yeah, before they even do this, like they do have some father son time, which I guess is like their first step into programming and they dig deep and Ryak's like, you never came back, you know? And yeah, he's like, you left it, which is super true. It's super true. And Tilk even, and he's like, he has reason to hate me. And that helps in the twisting of his mind. And mm-hmm. man, I'll tell you this, like this part was actually difficult to watch. Like this is a difficult concept. Like, you know, like the concept of like child brainwashing and shit like that. Mm-hmm. Like I, like, as I said, first half of this episode, I was like, soap opera melodrama. Yeah. You know? And then the second half is like, about oh, programming a, a child cult. yeah it's it, yeah it, it's it's yeah it, this is heavy shit you know and and i, I was just it. like mayhap they could get like a professional deprogrammer in there if that's what they really wanted to do like they could have spent some time they have those in the military i kind of thought they were gonna get a no professional. they and, sent his father in <laughs> and even and even when they were like even when they were like oh deprogramming is really hard on kids i was like what are you talking about? Like, it's not all est. It's not all like tear them down and build them fresh. Like deprogramming, like what do you, what? Just get like one of your Air Force psychologists in there. Yeah, get a cognitive therapist. Specializes in deprogramming, yeah. (laughs) Well, no, Uh, they're going to shoot him. (laughs) Yeah, it seems seems more expedient. And that's what we like. (laughs) So his father and mother roll in and yeah, they just, they, they shoot the child. Uh, and he's in pain and, uh, Dreyak starts singing a song to soothe his overwhelming physical pain Yeah, <laughs> that they caused unnecessarily. That they caused. Uh, they could have given him something for his physical pain, even before shooting with that gun. <laughs> well, he starts singing back and he comes to, and he has a bit of an amnesia turns out, but for the most part, he seems to be back to normal. 
See, because I think it's weird. I thought he should have been traumatized and been like, oh my God, I'm so sorry about everything that I just did. But also, I thought that kid thought his dad was dead. Oh, yeah. So he was just like, oh, dad, you came home. Not, oh my God, dad, are you a ghost? This is ghost dad, but without, yeah, yeah. without a rapist in the lead. I don't know. At, at, at mom and, and that guy named Frotax wedding, like they said you were dead. So why? yeah, <laughs> well, he's like, by, where is Frotax, by the way? He's been really my cool new to daddy. me. <laughs> yeah. He's been extra cool to me. He showed me how to play soccer and like. Uh, well, I was like, all right, well, all right, well, I guess this is great. Family's back to get together, you know. Maybe Teal could get an upgrade on his closet apartment. Yeah, <laughs> they got a they got a room three now, right? Oh my god, no! I love how they're like, um, okay, well, then the because the next thing they're at the gate, and uh, Dreak and Ryak aren't even going to stay for a week. Not even for a week to spend time with Teal. He's not going to go with them even for a week to the land of light where they're willing to take uh, take them in. Tuplo's were, planet. Yeah, Jesus. where they talk weird. And or that one guy talks weird. And like, I'm just like, why? Because they're like, oh, if you, you could stay here, that you're welcome, but you'd have to live like prisoners, basically. And I'm like, you mean like Teal? And I'm like, frankly... Yeah. Why does Teal live on Earth? Like, I feel like Teal should live in the land of light and just like, like he should go home for the night to the land of light and then come into work in the morning. Why does he have to live in that stupid mountain? You know what? Blow my mind. Yeah. I guess they, so he can't, he basically can't live outside the base because of like whatever security on Earth. Yeah. So he has to live at the base, unlike right. literally almost everybody else. Right. Even though he was supposed to be able to stay on O'Neill's couch. Oh, I'm I'm still, yeah. I still I, I'm grabbing that. I'm yeah. He was forever. promised. I want that episode. And don't tell me if there is one. <laughs> leave leave my hope alive. <laughs> so that's the end of the episode. Hey Tori. Yeah. Were you comforted by this episode? Oh man. I mean, ultimately, yes. But this was a goddamn roller coaster ride. <laughs> Honestly. So, like, what? It was so boring. Like as <laughs> as cra as crappy as crappy as this episode is, there's a lot, there's a lot of shit that happens. And I really think it's like a two-parter episode. Cause like the there's a first half and a second half. I don't know. Like the first half, I was like, yeah, this is this is a little different, you know, like let's do it. Second half. It's pretty the stuff with Ryak was legitimately like hard to watch, but it does all end on a high note in the sense that all right, well now we know Teal'c's family is safe with Tupelo. I guess that kid. I guess that kid wasn't a good actor because I never cared what happened <laughs> to him. I was like, no, he was a good actor. Shut up! And then I was like, well, I never gave a shit about what was happening to him. Probably should have. Well, no, no, yeah, no. I, I, I never, I didn't. I, he was a pretty horrible child actor, but you know, I don't know. Like, I, I at least felt that it was some sort of like conclusion that they should have done in season one, episode eleven, Bloodlines, when they should have brought his family back. Then I know why didn't they? They didn't even. It didn't make any sense. So I don't know. Ultimately, I enjoyed watching this, watching this episode. So I'll say yes. Ultimately. 
What about you, Sarah? Were you comforted? No. And I'll tell you why. First okay. of all, any episode that starts with Master Braytech, Braytech showing up, I'm like, ugh. It's going to be a lot of like unnecessary pomp and circumstance between characters. I don't like Braytech. Okay. It's annoying. Second of all, that's not Dryak. Dryak, that's not Dryak. I'm not stupid. I'm not blind. That's not Dryak. <laughs> and why couldn't they spring like I would have paid my own money to get her a real wig. Um, <laughs> big disservice. And I just there was so much child actor in it. And it was so like they were kind of in Chulak suburbia. Yeah. Ugh. Like, no, no. <laughs> and also Teal, everything Teal did was like so different from how he acts you know and I guess like I just feel like oh he's one of those people right where he's like one dude at work and another dude at home mm. I don't know I don't like that oh I don't like that so no okay mm -hmm. hey Tori yeah did you find as you were watching there was somebody where you were like okay if I had to be someone in this episode yay I would be that them and somebody you were like, absolutely, nay, I would never be them. And someone you're like, meh, I could handle being them. Yeah. My yay uh, is the Zat gun. <laughs> because that shit, that shit has versatility. It can stun, kill, disappear, and act as a alternative to ECT. Holy shit. You could be carrying people's like deep depression with that. All sorts of shit. Yeah. Interesting. Never thought about it. My net is Ryak, no doubt. Because a lot of shit happens to that kid. Programming, almost death, gaslighting, interrogation, incredible pain, new fathers being swapped in left and right. Yeah. Damn. It's pretty unsettling. And now he has to live on Tuplo's planet. <laughs> where like the sun is in one part and darkness is in the other. Come on. Yeah, but he gets to live on the land of the light side. They they took care of the problem, right? That was there in the Broker Divide. Did they solve that? Or is I that think it was a, if it was if I think it was like a virus. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Okay. If I'm not wrong. It had nothing to do with the light and the dark. Okay, okay. All right. And then my Matt is O'Neill's gift to Ryak at the end of the episode. <laughs> he gives him a baseball glove. Without a baseball, by the way. Without a baseball. And only one glove. Like, you kind of, mm -hmm. I mean, you can't really play catch with someone. He says he'll come visit, but we know how, yeah. That now, kid did exactly what I used to do with my baseball glove. Immediately put it on his head. <laughs> right. It was the same thing I used to do with mine. Yeah, so <laughs> mad at that. Uh, what about you, Sarah? Who's your yeah, net, and meh? Well, my my yay is um, also an inanimate object. I picked um, Ryak's teeth uh, <laughs> simply for the fact that they get to leave. <laughs> they get to leave the episode yeah. entirely. They well, show up and they get to leave. Well, you know what? Well, I, I was thinking about this. I was like, wow, something this dangerous. So where did they put them? They, they have to like keep them. Like, did they? Oh, I was scared about I, I was like. Do they have like the greatest containment? Yeah. Do they have the greatest containment in the world? Like they're going to have to keep this shit forever. Shit. They really skipped over the part even where they removed them. Oh, yeah. 
my nay is Dreyak's wig. <laughs> Fair enough. So I think I've said enough. And my my meh is Sam. I mean, oh, whatever. She's oh, yeah. she's yeah. she's barely there. She's she there. Sure. She's competent. She makes sense. She's like, whatever. None of this is really super duper my problem, nor do I have to do much. I was told to come here. <laughs> yeah. I was told to come here. I came here. Oh, there's a bunch of there's a bunch of dudes like puffing their chests around. I'm just gonna whatever. I'm just gonna point out what's really dangerous. <laughs> true. True. Yeah. All right. Well. So now what we got coming up next week oh yeah what we got is um oops i made a mistake i said that the last episode we saw was both message in a bottle and thor's chariot but you guys know what i meant all right next week we have season two episode nine secrets i feel like this episode could have been called secrets (laughs) while o'neill and carter head to Washington to be decorated by the president and find a security league. Jackson and Teal go to Abydos after they unbury their Stargate to see Charay's father. They arrive to tell him that they have been unsuccessful in finding Charay only to discover that she is already on Abydos, but they find that she is pregnant by Apophis and the baby holds the secrets of the Goa'uld. Well, it looks like we got more than one Delmar Holcomb. <laughs> Very nice. Okay. Hey, I'm excited. It's funny because Daniel had been the one to call Teal'c a cuck in this episode. And in the next episode, Teal'c is going to go with him. And um, we'll see if he's, if Teal'c gives him any like, oh, who's the cuck now, motherfucker? (laughs) Or if he only turns to toxic masculinity when he's on his home planet. And O'Neill, what? And O'Neill and Carter are going to get medals. That's cool. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And find some security leak. I want to like start asking you questions because you've seen it, but no, 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 no don't. Uh, don't tell me. I have seen it. I am curious if they meet the president. If we see the president at all. Oh, like cool. as if I remember. Oh, okay. <laughs> I think they're pretty good at like not doing that. <laughs> he's always, he's like Charlie Brown's teacher. Yes, that's right, Mr. President. <laughs> and Daniel have both been cuckolded. Thanks, Trisha. <laughs> awesome. Oh, oh, we got some. Oh, we got some sponsors this week. Come try a. Hey, come try a Clinique's black honey. Looks good on everybody as a as a almost lipstick. That's what it's called. What? No, we don't have any real sponsors. It's like not, it's lipstick, but not lips. There's something that's in between lipstick, yeah, lipstick and right not now. lipstick. Yeah, okay. putting it on right now. Oh, it looks, looks great. Easy to use. Affordable. Oh, well. Come, oh. <laughs> Let's just say it lasts a long time. Come try it. <laughs> Come try it. Also, today's, today's episode has been brought to you by the letters Gin and scotch damn well i had scotch earlier thanks for sticking around to the end uh since we don't spend a lot of time during our podcast talking about ourselves for you you guys 
for you is if you guys want to be our pair of besties. Yeah. We have a little segment at the end called Get Get to Know Your Hosts, where I ask uncomfortable, sometimes uncomfortable questions from this couples therapy card deck that I've actually bought just for this purpose. Let's go. Tori, what's an area about me that you'd like to learn more about or have questions around? The area? What's an area about me? It could be like an area of interest, but it does read. Do you want to like next question that one? I'm curious. I'm curious about your earlobes. That's the area that I'm most curious you are about, not. Sarah. I'm, th- I'm thinking about <laughs> Okay. I'll, let me tell you about that's my just, earlobes. That's just a weird way to. Let to... me tell you about my earlobes. Okay. They were, they were pierced and they, my body doesn't take well to metal and now they're not pierced anymore. The last time I could get earrings into them was 26 years ago. Oh. Um, and one of them, though, because they have little indentations that are closed, one of them actually looks like I got into a fight and someone ripped my earring out because when my older dog, Jelly Beans, was a puppy and had sharp puppy teeth and was being really playful, he accidentally got his tooth caught and that little hole on my ear and ripped down on it. Just, it did go all the way through. It didn't like open my whole earlobe up. It was just scraped down the front, but it left this weird scar. Oh my God. See, see, see listeners, see what happens when the weird random question. Is I know, Jelly Beans, the whole, world's like gentlest dog accidentally yeah. gave me this ear scar. A world of narrative content opens up. This is like a whole, this is a series. Yeah an area about me i'd like to have boy tori yeah what's an area of mine (laughs) that you would like to know about how um how were your math mathematics studies in when you were in school oh how far did you how far did you go did you like it are you good at it do you miss it uh actually that's kind of an well it's not interesting but it is kind of a thing so I was pretty, I was fairly good at math, but you know how in sixth grade, I don't know if they did this to you, but they did this to us that in sixth grade, they sort of like figure out like what you should go into first in junior high. They give, they, they, they give you, you know, they, they decide where you start. Like some of you can start like a class higher, all the plebes start a class lower. (laughs) Okay. It's sort of like throughout elementary school, they do your reading and math levels and put you in those sections. Yeah. And I remember I, and, and I was put into the basic math basically. And I got real pissed. I remember, I remember like I, like I went to my teacher's office and was like, you can't do it. Like I'm in the higher English one. Why can't I be in the math one? Like my math scores are fine. They're good. Like they, they fulfill the, 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 the criteria, like what's going on. And we all know everyone who's very good at English class is very good at math class. Well, I just, I was pretty smart, <laughs> but they didn't, they, they, they decided to keep me there. And I got so pissed that I chose to never excel at math again. That was Holy a shit. conscious choice. And so throughout my academic career, math was always like the lowest priority. And so I went, I went through like, but you know, started the basic and then just like did it. Like I never tried to go for any of the harder classes. And even in college, like the one math credit that I needed to do, I did it my senior year and it was like math, like 87 or something like that. It was like (laughs) math in the real world. And I did it my senior fucking year. 
And actually, that's the math. That's the one math class where I learned the most pertinent shit about using oh. math in the real world. Statistics, like basic math for like finance and Euler circuits, which is my favorite type of math. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. See, that, that's the weird thing. Like I, I did, I did or every AP class in high school, except for the math one. Wow. So I was like, fuck you. I rescued. Sixth grade. <laughs> All right. Well, uh, well, yeah. Well, uh, thanks for joining us. Uh, check out our website, the seven symbol.com and, uh, or leave a, you know, five-star recommendation and some comments on whatever podcast catcher that you use. I got really excited this week because there was one email oh. in the vertical watering hole at gmail.com at um, vertical watering hole at gmail.com, but was there very disappointed. It's been so long since I opened it and there's been no action that Google thought they'd send me another email <laughs> saying, just so you know, these are things you could be using this to do. <laughs> so if Amy wants to send us a pity email, that'd be nice. We'll take, we'll take those, we'll take those. Yeah. Uh, and what's our phone number? Area code 425-610-6554. Yeah. Call, call us, you know, tell call us what's me, up, have a question, uh, tell us what we said wrong, do whatever. Just, tell just us what call we said us. right is even nicer. Oh, yeah. Or don't, whatever. Do whatever you want. <laughs> Feel free. You can call us and tell us an area about you yeah. that you would like us to know more about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We might read it on the show. We might not. Uh, probably not. Probably not. But maybe. <laughs> but maybe. We want to engage with our listeners, as the McElroy brothers tell us to do in that book. No, probably not, but maybe. <laughs> All right. Well, until next time, everyone, we'll see you later. And thank you for joining us at the Vertical Watering Hole. Yeah. Bye. Bye.